The Paul Kerharski Podcast is brought to you by the Yazoo Brewing Company, celebrating 15 years of beer in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome in to the newest edition of the Paul Kuharski Podcast. I am Paul Kuharski, broadcasting from an undisclosed location. Madison Blevins has been given the week off as my sidekick because I recruited another guy who's in an undisclosed Nashville location, John Middlecoff, the first uh, non-Nashville media guest on on this podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by the former NFL scout who writes for the NF, uh, the Athletic San Francisco version, does uh, a podcast for Colin Coward's network, and is a regular uh, periscoper uh, who you will find on Twitter at John Middlecoff, Middle K A U F F. John, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, it's uh, it's nice of you, and I'm glad. I spotted you at practice this week to be able to recruit you. You know, thanks for giving me the invite, Paul. I'm uh, excited to be here for sure. Uh, give the people a quick rundown of why you're here. This is uh, probably one of your rare sober moments outside of that practice day, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I came uh, – I had a good friend that I grew up with is getting married. So about a couple months ago, you know, the Vegas, the same old bachelor trips, and we said, why don't we go to Nashville? And we looked, and it was the – the CMA fest. And I said, well, and then I realized about a month ago, well, I, I know John Robinson. Uh, I've, I've known him now for a long time. When I was a graduate assistant at Fresno state, we got to know each other and then kind of kept in touch. And I said, well, I might as well make a work trip out of it. And I found out they were through you. They were practicing on Tuesday and kind of set up the schedule. I, I played a little golf today in Franklin. This is, I'll, I'll tell you this, everyone, you know, I'm a West coast guy. And the hype on America, two cities are booming, Austin and Nashville. And I Austin, 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 Austin. I went to Austin last year. Now, I've only been in that small sample size. I've only been here for two days. Last night, I, I hit up downtown today, played golf, Titans practice. I do not think it's close. I would take Nashville in a runaway by a landslide greater than Austin if I had to pick to move to one of them. Well, we will take it, but we're also glad that uh, a high percentage of people listening to this are uh, already in Nashville, because with 100 or 120 people moving here a day, it won't be long before we are ruined um, in terms of traffic and oversaturation. And uh, we already have a crane in every uh, available corner of of Sky. So uh, it's been great growth, and there's a lot going on here. Just uh, at some point, we're going to reach our max capacity. I should mention right out of the gate that uh, this and all our podcasts are sponsored by Yazoo Brewery. John, you should definitely look for Yazoo tonight when you're out again. It's the distinctive uh, red and white kind of sunburst triangle logo uh, brewed just down the street, really, from from my radio station's office. And uh, great stuff. They've got uh, every every variety you would want. And you're not going to be able to get it in Northern California. So it's very much a Middle Tennessee uh, thing. So check it out. It's even been signed off on recently by uh, by Mike Vrabel, which was big. Give us a run through of uh, of your scouting background, and then we'll circle back to knowing John Robinson from Fresno State. Uh, Where did you start out, and and how did you shuffle through the scouting ranks and then into the media? Yeah, I, I got my start in football. I mean, my big start as a graduate assistant at Fresno State, uh, Pat Hill. I would imagine. I'm pretty sure you guys have had some Titans over the years from Fresno State. Uh, and Billy I, Volick, right? Yeah, Billy Volick. He, he was a little before my time, but he was. You know, I think he was the starter before 
before Derek Carr, or I mean David Carr, became the starter. And he had a, he had a long career, obviously. And I, I worked there for a couple years. In my second year, uh, Ryan Matthews was our running back, and you know it was pretty clear he was going to go really high. So we were getting so many scouts through, and I just became friends with a lot of just scouts coming through. And it was kind of my job as the I worked in recruiting. And, you know, one thing led to another. I, I got an interview with Andy Reid. I ended up getting the job hired on the spot, you know, like the lowest level spot. I, I think the Titans have that position. I mean, it's, it's a grind. You just you do everything from picking people up at the airport to during training camp, cutting guys to, you know, getting your feet wet, watching teams and watching players and evaluating players, mostly bad ones. But you spend a lot of time doing that. And then after my first year, I became a full time pro scout. You kind of work in the office. You help advance for your opponents. And, you know, you, you still – you don't really shake some of your initial responsibilities. You still do a lot of, you know, stupid stuff. But I, I think a lot of people don't realize. Now, I think they've grown. Uh, I'm not sure on the, the size of the Titan staff, but I'm pretty sure they got a pretty big staff that, you know, even just five, six years ago, a lot of scouting staffs weren't that big. You know, you had five or six college guys, a couple in-house guys, and then your general manager – and, you know, so it, it was a great place to start because you were able to do a lot. And I got to work a lot of great people. You know, obviously, Howie Roseman just won a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I got work with guys in the media like Lewis Riddick, Daniel Jeremiah, Phil Savage, who's been a GM, ran the Senior Bowl, now is doing all kinds of stuff, you know, does Alabama radio, you know, to guys like Brett Veach, who's now the general manager in, uh, in Kansas City. And then my, my third year there, the Andy's last year before he got fired, I did the West Coast, which was cool for me. I got to kind of come home. I'm born and raised in California, yeah, in Northern great. California. So uh, I got to do the West Coast. And then the last five years, I, I had a radio show. Once I kind of got out of football, we got fired, in, or I got fired, uh, when Chip Kelly came in at, right around the draft. Yeah, you were not alone, I'm guessing. There was a yeah, and number, I mean, number of people. I, I realized, like, you know, I could have moved somewhere and, you know, kept pursuing it. And I, I was pretty young. I was probably 28, 29 at the time. You're kind of beholden to who you know. And at the time, you know, these people now are all general managers. At, at the time, they weren't. So I, I, I couldn't. It was hard. And I one thing led to another. And I, you know, I knew Daniel Jeremiah. And I, I kind of started doing some media stuff. And he kind of got on Twitter and I got a radio show and now I've kind of expanded doing stuff like you're doing and just, you know, ha having a good time and got to meet people like Colin Coward and, you know, partner up with him. So it's, uh, it's been a blast. I think this is kind of probably ultimately my calling. Uh, you know, you gotta be, to be really good in the NFL and to make it where John Robinson does, you, you gotta be a football junkie. And I mean, I love football, but I don't know if I love football that much. So I, I, I enjoy doing this stuff probably a little more. You, uh, how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 33. And you seem right. Uh, I mean, you've got a lot of contemporaries now, it seems like, and, and tell me you have a better sense of the league than I do. Robinson certainly has uh, it created a youthful staff. Generally, you know, I, I grew up in the business yeah. uh, with advice from Glenn Cumby before his untimely passing. C.O. Bracado obviously was an institutional guy. Uh, who passed away in in recent years, um, and and John has gradually weeded out his staff. Phil Neri was an old, crusty, smoking mm -hmm. yep. scout who could have played a scout in a movie. 
I knew uh, Phil, you know, I knew Phil Neri when he came through Fresno State, and he was old and crusty. Yeah, and Blake Bettingfield was the next generation scout for a long time, and and he lost his job as part of the transition as, as John settled in, and he's now got a stable of young guys who I'm sure are are good scouts and able to uh, to present the sort of reports that John Robinson wants to see. Um, and, and with this consistency from scout to scout that John Robinson probably wants to see, but also leaves kind of the idea that maybe he, he and other general managers like him don't want that old crusty scout with his own perspective and years and years of comparisons and comps to make. They want guys who, to, to some of us from the outside, might suspect are kind of yes men. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I think that he comes from. Yeah, rein me I, in. Can Can you hear me? Yeah, rein me in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think he came from the Bill Belichick school, where they took young guys. Now, granted, again, Bill Belichick was on the top of the pyramid, so he could be the ultimate decision maker. But I think John, and talking to him, I mean, he spent a lot of time doing this, so he feels very confident. Uh, that when the ultimate decision has to be made, he's going to be able to make it. So you can take guys, you know, in their mid twenties, or I, I don't know much, honestly, I was just Googling their staff before I came out here. I didn't know anyone. Uh, so I, I can't really speak to his staff specifically, but uh, you know, when I was in Philadelphia, we, we kind of did the same Belichickian thing, had a ton of young guys and you kind of let them grow. And that's part of when you get the head job, Look how many guys that Andy Reid's taken it in their 20s and turned them into head coaches or general managers in their late 30s or early 40s. Bill Belichick's done the same thing. So I think when you have the blueprint, to me, that's the most important thing. When you hire John Robinson, is he the right guy? And I, I don't know where you stand on this. I, I sure think he is and sure think he's really, really good. And that, you know, he can handle most of it and he teaches most of his guys. And, and he probably has a couple guys couple really close guys that he leans on. And now really he got the most important thing uh, in his operation is the head coach. And now they can get a shared vision. Every one of these young guys, again, I, I, when we're saying young, like what, what do you think the average age of a scouting staff is? Probably early 40s, late 30s? Yeah, maybe late 30s. Yeah, so I late, think some of these guys are probably 35. Yeah, so those guys can grow. Now, I mean, the head coach is pretty young too. You know, probably in his early 40s, they they can grow together. They, they're also, you know, I, I think that now with Vrabel, they're a little lucky in the sense, and John obviously is not lucky because he's helped create this the last couple of years. Like I, I've seen it firsthand in the, in the Bay Area with the Niners last year when Kyle showed up and then the Raiders a couple of years ago at the end of the Dennis Allen run where the roster was just an abomination you know, where Belichick would struggle to win five or six games. Like, sure. being in practice, this team is going to be pretty good. So there is going to be times, and when I say pretty good, I, I I mean competitive. Are they locked to make the playoffs? I don't know. But I, they're, they're at least a 500 team. I mean, last year they won a playoff game. To me, they're between that 8 and 10 win, depending on how dynamic Frabel and how quick they can learn the offensive system. They're, they're going to be solid. And, and they're young. They have a young nucleus. So I, I think you can build as scouts – and kind of learn, and you know, I, I think the tried and true formula is Belichick, and he he's done it, and Andy Reid that they've done it better than anyone with younger people. As long as you have the vision from the top, which I believe John has, and now with Mike, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. I don't even know that much about him. I've just you know watched him from Hard Knocks and kind of followed his career. I, I think they're going to be a pretty dynamic duo. 
Yeah, I'm a Robinson believer. Uh, I think it gets a little bit too much credit at this stage on personnel. Has done well to very well, but not outrageously well. A rare circumstance where a guy comes into a team that is at rock bottom but inherits a left tackle and a franchise quarterback conceivably, which are the two I, building I, blocks. I, w- I will say this. You are only as a personnel guy for anyone – you are so tied of the three major sports. In baseball, you can set the lineup and you can basically control it as the GM. In basketball, it's probably somewhere in the middle. You can have a lot of control, but the coach still has some juice on the sideline. In football, once the season starts, you are very beholden yeah, to your job. coaches. It's a different. You know, your, your coaches have so much impact on what the way we view. You know, how good a player is, how bad a player is. You know, so I. I think now you can really just because he's made a coaching hire. You know, LaFleur was a guy that he told me. I mean, you guys know this out here. They obviously, I'd forgotten, had interviewed him. Like, so they viewed him as a coaching candidate, and now he's yeah. their offensive coordinator. So that, that's where I'm saying. I, I think the expectations in this roster, you know, it's going to be pr- rel- the highest of so far of his tenure, right, this year. Yes. Yeah, he's done an excellent job with the cultural rebuild in very short order. He maximized really – uh, the relationship with Mike Malarkey, who he then had a big hand in firing, saying that Malarkey failed to maximize his talent, which is exactly true. Now he takes the outside-the-box hire with Mike Vrabel, who you know at this stage looks very intriguing, but we're going to have to see uh, what he does. John wrote a piece uh, from Nashville uh, about how he views Marcus Mariota as compared to the two quarterbacks in the Bay Area that he's most familiar with in the league, uh, Carr and Garoppolo. Uh, I want to find out what he gleaned from John Robinson in visiting. Uh, he, he's also written a bit about Malcolm Butler. Um, and and I want to talk to him about the defensive system and scouts turned media. He mentioned, mentioned Daniel Jeremiah there. He and Daniel Jeremiah, Matt Bowen, Matt Williamson. There's a little bit of an industry for scouts turned media. And we soak up what they say. So a little bit about that. But this is the part where I give you a little bit of a sales pitch. And uh, if you're interested in the second half of that, it's for members only. $5.99 a month. Uh, I promise you, you're getting a steal. I had an hour-long podcast with Mike Vrabel and his high school coach last week. I've got a private Periscope and Facebook Live with John Robinson Next week, that alone is easily worth uh, the price of a cup of coffee or a good beer. You can get 12 months for the price of 11. You get everything I write. You get these uh, private Periscope and Facebook live broadcasts. You get the full podcast. Uh, you get in the Facebook private group, etc., etc., etc. Well worth your while. I hope uh, if you're a member, you'll stay tuned to listen to the rest. And if you're not a member, head to the membership page at paulkuharski.com, sign up, then you can come right back to the site and hear part two with my special guest, uh, John Middlecoff from the Bay Area, uh, former NFL scout who writes a lot for The Athletic out of San Francisco now, has uh, is part of Colin Coward's podcast network and has a uh, big and widespread media presence. We'll be right back for part two of the Paul Kuharski podcast brought to you by Yazoo Brew. The Paul Kuharski podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.